0: Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined by Will Schroeder, founder and CEO of Startups.com, and good friend of mine, as we've established many times. Will, does anybody ever really understand what it is that you do? <laughs> That's
1: such a loaded question. I mean, as being a founder? You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, as a founder. <laughs> no, never. I don't. I mean, come on, man. How ridiculous is it that for as long as we've been founders, I don't think there's ever been a point where anybody actually understands what we do. In fact, actually, I, now that I think about it, Ryan, my career started that way. In In right. 94, going back in, back to the future, right? In 94, I was dropping out of college, and I was so excited about it. And I went to my guidance <laughs> counselor, and I said... I'm dropping out of college to start an internet company. And she was mortified. Like, in her mind, like, wait, well, well hold on, back up, back up. You're dropping out of college? What's wrong? Yeah. And I was, like, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm going to start an internet company. And I'll never forget her words. She looked at me deadpan, and she was like, what's the internet? And I remember right. Like, it was such a perfect opening to this movie that would be my career because – It was the beginning of me realizing that no one would understand what I was about to do or at the time understood what the internet was. Sure, yeah, and it was a a weird time. But I I don't think
0: it's limited to the internet though, right? I think all founders, whether you're, you're online, offline, face this to some degree and they're just like, unless you're talking to another founder, they're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And maybe even if I have some idea of what you're talking about, they really don't have context for what we do or what we go through to do what we
1: do. It's always the same routine. It looks something like this. I'm at a cocktail party. I'm at a family gathering. I'm at a barbecue, some social (laughs) event where there's just not founders there. And a buddy of mine walks up to me or a family member and said, so how's the startup thing going? I'm like, oh God, here we go. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's going well and it's typically not going well, but I say it anyway. It's going well, you know, we're growing and we just hit this milestone and this thing happened. And like, as soon as I get five seconds into this explanation, their eyes just roll back yeah. in their head and they just like die oh, for a yeah. minute. They're more glazed than the ribs on the barbecue. Oh the my moment. God. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I don't know why every time I try to explain what I actually do, or what's actually happening because never in the history of that explanation has someone said, Oh, wait a minute, you're raising around. What kind of valuation are you looking at? You know, <laughs> right, right, yeah. No continuity Yeah. Whatsoever, and and so about five seconds in, I realize that this explanation is about to be hopeless, and I just switch it to things are going well with the computer business or whatever. I tried <laughs> right. my right. alibi for what Com- I actually do. <laughs> yeah. when, when you explain it, how many people would you say actually understand what you do? Uh, outside of the founder
0: space, um. There are times, you know, there there are times where if they have some context for what we're doing, right, like, and this is where it takes a lot of work, actually, right, and, you know, I've I've said this on the show before, and I'm a big fan of this phrase, communication is the burden of the sender, so in the times when it's worked, it's somebody that I'm talking to who I know well enough to know that there's, like, some topic that they're interested in, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, just... uh, wellness. And so I'll be like, Oh, well, you know, things are going really well. You know, we we're, we're actually working with a really cool client right now that's trying to raise money for this wellness business. And so like, there's some tie into what they're doing, but it doesn't really give them a sense for what I'm doing. It's really just an end around to not having that same shitty conversation that you were <laughs> describing above. It's just a way to like be able to talk up to them with some tangential connection to what we do, but that's directly connected to something they care about.
1: And it's the only time it works. I think it's worth us digging into this today, kind of this concept of why doesn't anyone understand what I'm going through? If it's a new founder getting into this, you're probably wondering this more. If you've been at this for a minute, I think you'll just laugh through this episode (laughs) about (laughs) how, how familiar this all sounds. But I mean, at its core, what I would say, Ryan, is what we do makes absolutely no sense to a sane person correct if you were to compare the expectations are of a sane person versus what the expectations are for us as founders what would you say are some of the the big you know points of delineation between those two well i mean (laughs)
0: dude i don't know like to throw a dart and and you're gonna hit one um like i don't know just like Getting paid on a regular basis, <laughs> um, you know, knowing what to do at any given moment, mm-hmm. um, not having to change what you're doing every three to four minutes, um, you know, not being responsible for literally everything. Uh, there's so many, right? There's so many. And like, it's really funny. But if you if you bucket all of the 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 sort of job criteria that, that we have, if you can even call it a job no sane person would accept that. Be like, hey, we have this position we're offering that's this, 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 and this. And again, like a sane person would be like, you got your mind? Like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't even really understand what you're talking about.
1: Ryan, imagine this were a job interview and you weren't 100% <laughs> sure what the job was. And yeah. the person sitting across to you is, is, is you know, typically an entrepreneur themselves pitching you the excitement of this job called the founder. And they say to you, okay, this is going to be wonderful. We want you to work on a product, and you're like, well, what what is that product? it's like, well, we have no idea. Now, we want you to sell it to a customer. Well, who would the customer be? We have no idea, right? (laughs) And we want you to hire a team. Well, who would that team be and what they do? We have no idea. Okay, do I get paid for this? Probably not. In fact... You'll probably have to clear out your life savings for this job. Right? Yeah. Just,
0: you're going to pay us to work here.
1: Oh, my God. It just compounds. And you'll probably have to work twice as much as you'd work for any other job while you're doing this. Uh, and you'll probably lose all of your relationships and probably uh, you know ruin your health. Who would take this job? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what we do. That's literally That's do. the job that we sign up for. It's bananas. Which is funny because I'm thinking about it now. If I was interviewing somebody for that
0: and they said yes to it, I'd think, I can't hire you. You're nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who would take that
1: job? <laughs> and so that's essentially the point of reference or the context that our friends are using, that our family is using. You know, they're, yeah. like in their minds, you go to a job, you have a very specific track for how you advance, for when you get paid. I mean, when you get paid seems obvious. You obviously don't pay money to work. That doesn't make any sense at all. You know, that's called college. And and like, (laughs) and so on and so forth, all of these things would make no sense to a sane person. And yet, here we constantly try to describe what we do with so much enthusiasm that we can muster to these people who just look like, give us a thousand yard stare, right? Yeah. I don't know why we're surprised. I don't either. It shouldn't,
0: it, it shouldn't make sense to them, right? It, it barely makes sense to us, and, and we're on the inside of it. You know what, it's just something funny, just a, a side note here. This is a conversation that's come up a couple times in the last few weeks, as I've, as I've, I've had the, the opportunity to hang out with some, some folks who are, are visiting from uh, various different parts of the world. And it came up twice, specifically because I didn't ask them what they did. And they are like, hey, you're an American. Why didn't you ask me what I do? It's a uniquely American thing where we tend to ask other people, like, what do you do? Right. Like, you ask a European, like, so what do you do? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm drinking wine, I'm eating <laughs> cheese, I'm, you know, being European. Yeah, that's a poor characterization of what <laughs> Europeans actually do all day. Um, but since we're talking about being misunderstood, I feel like that's a fair jab. You know, they're like, they they don't get it. They're just like, you know they don't think of, and we this is, you know, harkens back to another episode where we talked about, you know, you aren't your startup. They definitely don't see themselves as a function of what they do for a living. Um, so this is also this kind of weird, uniquely uh, American thing where we ask people what they do, and I'm, I'm just beginning to wonder, like, does anybody actually really care? Like, we ask that, but is it just for lack of a better question? Because nobody really seems to care. Like, even I've, I've watched accountants explain what they do, which isn't hard to explain, right? People still aren't interested. <laughs> it's
1: boring, right? So, like, why are we even asking this? But that's the difference. I think when people ask us how it's going or what we do, we expect them to have context for why what we do matters or why anybody would care yeah and yeah. and we're so fired up about it. you you don't get That's into this business because yeah. like, I guess I have nothing else to do, so I guess I'll start a company. like <laughs> there's, there's no version <laughs> of that job interview yeah. that becomes your first choice if you're not terribly motivated to do it right. And so I feel like uh for for how we have to present ourselves or kind of explain ourselves, if we don't understand the audience, you know, it's, it's similar to your 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 uh, explanation of the Europeans. If we don't understand our audience, we're just constantly shaking our head. Now, yeah, there is an audience that understands us, and that would be other founders,
0: <laughs> correct?
1: <laughs> and yet, and yet, most founders aren't having those conversations or aren't seeking out those other founders. Like when you talk to folks, say, from uh, that are maybe interested in a founder group or something, where do you tend to see a founders call it circle of influence, so to speak, especially in the early days? Circle of influence?
0: You mean the, the people who they are already interacting with? Correct. On, on a regular basis. Yeah, it's 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 not a big room full of founders, unfortunately. I, I think there's a couple reasons for that. Actually, there, 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 there are a whole bunch of reasons for that. First, I think that just it's not a natural behavior to just seek out another founder, maybe not even know where to find them necessarily. And founders all tend to be busy and all tend to be doing crazy stuff. And like, it can be, it can be a little difficult, right? To kind of wrangle them, but they tend to just, it, they default to whoever they were already talking to before they became a founder, which is a little bit dangerous, right? Especially if you're trying to share and get real feedback or, or true empathy, uh, or anything like that, right? So they're, they're talking to their family, they're talking to their friends, maybe ex-colleagues from the company that they left, college roommates, whatever. It's not an audience that is going to be able to do much more than nod along and hope that you stop talking sooner than later, right? The other reason I think that this is tough is that we have to remind ourselves, that, that, and going back to your point, that you, you, you gotta be, you know, you're a different kind of person if you're gonna end up becoming a founder, there just aren't that many of us, right? If you look at it percentage-wise, there just isn't a huge density, right? I mean, if all you're doing is thinking about the startups, you go like, oh, there's tons of startups. Okay, yes, I agree with that. If you aggregate them all, that's true, but look around at your friend circle, you know, especially before becoming a founder. How many of those other people were founders? In most cases, it's, it's zero. Most people before they became a founder knew Let's say somewhere between zero and one founders. Right. Well, it is. So it's they it's don't not a even career. Have access to that. Right. It's not a career. Right. You know, or or they don't recognize them as that. The other thing that I think happens, and this is this is a, this is really a pity, is that I think that the 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 early and the first time founders are quite intimidated by people who've been at it longer, not knowing that we're all still making the same mistakes and screwing up the exact same shit that they are. We've just been doing it longer. And so I, I think that there's there's some sense of like I want to keep this a secret from other founders until <laughs> it looks right and it's perfect and then, it's, it's the ugly baby thing, right? Nobody wants to put the baby out there and have somebody go, "That's a stupid idea," especially somebody else who has the context for it, right? Sure, I don't care hearing that's a stupid idea from my uncle because he's stupid. It doesn't matter to me, <laughs> um, you know. But if I throw that out to another founder and they're like, oh, "That's a dumb idea," I, that's gonna that's gonna hit pretty deep, whether it's true or not. I'm gonna carry that around with me
1: for a while. Well. Also, it's not a matter of the fact that founders only understand each other. No one can possibly grasp what we do. But I think what we're yeah. really talking about is they don't appreciate what we're going through. And I'll give you an example. Sure. Yep. I've got a good friend uh, that I've known for maybe 20 years. And about 10 years ago, he joined the Special Forces, which I genuinely appreciate from defending our country. And every year when he comes back from tour... We we comes over and we barbecue together. He actually also happens to be an amazing cook, and uh, and we sit and we bullshit about you know what he's doing and everything else like that to the extent that he can explain it. And every time the same thing goes through my head when you explain to me what you're doing, I get it. You know why? Because I've seen a bunch of '80s movies and I know exactly how this goes. I saw Commando, (laughs) literally Rambo,
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Yeah, that's exactly
1: how it goes. Right in my Small mind. I've got to imagine as he's explaining it to me, and I'm and I'm asking him all these questions. I always ask him a million questions because it's fascinating. And I'm asking him all these questions, he's thinking, Yeah, you don't really understand what I go through. Right? Like I no. get that he's that he gets shot at, except he's been shot at. Right. Like, right. He, he gets <laughs> it much. Pretty significant difference there. Right. I think that my friends that are not founders understand some of them. What I do, but they haven't felt what I do, right? Sure. They they haven't sympathy been, they, versus empathy, right? Yeah, well, it's it's difficult because it's one thing to say I'm going to lose my job, and I don't want to discount the pain of losing one's job. It's, it's 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 horrific. However, there's another side of it, which is to say I'm going to lose everyone's job right (laughs) that's not the oprah moment you want yeah and i'm gonna lose my job and you're gonna lose your job and you're gonna lose your job and you're gonna lose your job right like if i work at at google and i screw something up and i get fired that sucks my my life is in a a tough spot right again not discounting that but if you're running google and you screw everything up and run style and you lose everyone's job that's a little bit yeah. bigger of a pressure, right? Like yeah. that's a, a little, not that's a quite the same big problem for a thing. lot of people. Yeah.
0: And not just, but so like, so, but think about that. I mean, they, so yes, the team, I mean, just, and of course you're using a very big example there, but imagine what happens because that's an entire ecosystem you're talking about. That company fails. A whole lot of people feel that, right? It's not just the employees, all of their customers, the stakeholders, everybody is going to feel that in a big way. And that's a hell of a lot of pressure. And right. So somebody who's lost their job doesn't know what that feels like.
1: It is not the same thing. And I think it's silly for us to pretend that they would, right? Or or more specifically, to call it scold them for not understanding. I think the sure, core of what sure. we're saying today is and kind of what we're getting to, to the meat on is it's not about saying, oh, woe is me. People don't understand me. It's about zooming out a touch and saying, why would they? Right? Right. And in, in, in just be able to say, okay, I get it. No one's really going to understand what I'm going through, sans maybe some other founders, but I need to kind of consider that going into this. And for a lot of folks, you know, especially people who this might be their first startup, it takes a while to to acclimate to that, True. right? Because you're like, okay, I had jobs before. I went to college before. I was in high school before. Everyone understood it. It wasn't hard for people to get. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I've got a spouse that doesn't understand me. My friends don't understand me. My parents don't understand me. What the hell? You know? Yeah, right. Did I start speaking Klingon? Like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> and, and, and the truth is, I think this, this is where it hurt me the most. I'd be curious your thoughts on this. It hurt me the most because it's probably when I needed them the most. Yep. Right? You know, Ryan, when I came home for the first time, because I was in college at the time, and and I lived you know, states away. And I came home for the first time and I explained to my family what I was doing. I'll never forget this. My grandmother, sweet woman, was in tears. And, and I, like, I came home thinking I was going to have this champion speech and all yeah. she heard was, I dropped out of college. Right? Yes. It didn't matter. Every word that came out of my mouth after that, it was, you know, some, some Klingon language. That's all she heard. And that... That look yep. of disappointment in her face, that feeling like I thought I was coming home showing I won the football game and everybody thought I was a total loser, <laughs> like, yep. it sucked. And when I hear founders talk about that, you know, about not being able to kind of to get the support that they want, I feel it. Um, you know, what do you think? Yeah, and no, similar experiences where there was a lot of pressure Luckily, my
0: my like immediate family was was quite supportive. I went ahead and, and completed college, so I took that excuse off the table. I, I didn't let them be mad about me for that, or worry about me for that. I guess is was better. They weren't mad; they would have been mad. They were worried. Like your grandmother, right? She's concerned. She's thinking
1: you've now traded a better future for something else. Yeah, I was right? the only because, kid that ever went to college in my family. So, like, needless to say, that was. Uh, I became the only kid that also dropped out. So. <laughs> yeah Two records. and then i was i was getting a lot of
0: pressure from interestingly enough like from uh, at the university a, a lot of the work that i was doing with the startup that i had during university was for the university building out uh, websites databases different different stuff for different departments as it was coming time close to graduation i was i was getting a lot of pressure to continue on to to an mba program um, got some nice letters of recommendation that I didn't ask for. Uh, managed to get scholarship to to do an MBA at Leeds in England, and it was like this this was this big thing. Um, and I was getting a lot of pressure from from you know the the guidance counselor, um, who I was already making more money than, and just a lot of pressure from from people and telling me you know you're, you're being a fool. You should continue this. You know you've got this great opportunity. And I'm like yeah, I don't. I just don't want to do that. I've been doing school for a long time. I'm enjoying the business I'm running. I'm having more fun doing. This is what I want to be doing. And luckily there was one voice of dissent, Dr. Bendapudi. And I, I owe Neely? her a, a great credit. What's that? Neely? Yeah. You know Neely as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So Neely was the one voice of dissent in all of this. And she said like, Ryan, what are you going to gain from an MBA? What do you think you're going to gain from it? And I said, well, from what I can garner, it's, it's you know, networking connections and, and, and you know, a, a, a better job. And she's like, do you want a job? I'm like, absolutely not. She's like, are you going to pay yourself more if you go get an MBA? I'm like, mm, not unless I make more money due to the MBA. She's like, you're not going to make more money because you get an MBA at your own company. It's not going to teach you anything that you're not going to learn faster doing what you're doing. And luckily, she said that at that right time. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, and I took that to heart and uh, turned down the the opportunity at Leeds and 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 walked away from that and never looked back. I'm, I've never been sad a day in my life that there's not MBA after my name. I'm yeah. not sure. What I would do. Yeah, that. yeah.
1: It's so interesting to me because for most founders, again, we need the the support more than ever, and, and you know, and people don't seem to to understand what we're doing. But but I yeah. where I think founders get held up, Ryan, is that. They keep waiting for everyone else to change. Yes. Right. Like the <laughs> the problem isn't that no one understands this insane thing that I'm doing. The problem is that they won't take the time to change their their, their line of thinking. Remember, they are the sane ones. We are the yep. insane ones. They shouldn't have to change their line of thinking. And, and I and I don't look at that as a way to let them off the hook. I look at it as a way to kind of give ourselves more responsibility in what these conversations are and what those outcomes are. And and I I got to tell you, I specifically feel this way when people are trying to to kind of bring the people that are closest to them around the corner. Right? So like for folks that have spouses that don't understand what they do. I think the idea is well, my spouse should really just, you know, really appreciate what I'm trying to do. Why would they? And again, I'm I'm not yeah. trying to speak to people's personal relationships I'm saying the onus is on us as founders to translate, you know, in so many ways, right? Whether we're translating to investors, what we do to employees about how stock options work. I mean, you name it, right? Like we're always translating something. I feel like this is no different. I feel like it's incumbent on us as founders to sit across from, especially the people we care about and say, look, I get it. I get why what I do makes no damn sense. However, and this is kind of the turn, here's why I do it, right? Here's what it means to me. And I think that's the part that's left off the table. You know what I mean? For sure. You know, I I think that, you know, you made a couple good points there. You know, I,
0: I think that we should be considering who we're even having these conversations with. Not everybody needs to hear this. Right, And I know as founders we're so excited about what we're doing and we're, we have to be, we have to be insanely passionate that it just sort of oozes out of us and we kind of can't help it. Um, particularly if we're asked the question, what do you do? Or how's it going? Like, we assume that that's a genuine question. Right? It, it, it probably isn't and it probably at least not to the degree that which, to which we start to deliver information. But to your point, your loved ones, you know, the people who are around you, um, that are watching what you're going through, particularly at you know, those, those low points where things are tough and they're watching you suffer and not understanding why you continue to do this. Because again, a sane person wouldn't just keep doing that. They would be like, okay, this has started to suck enough that I'm just going to stop. We just don't do that. So I, I think that you know making it relatable, making it understandable, and, and, and really also thinking about what is it you're trying to accomplish with the conversation, right? There's a, there's a line in planes, trains, and automobiles where Steve Martin, you know, it starts to rail at John Candy. And he says, you know, you have all these stories, you talk, you talk, you talk. He's like, sometimes have a point. Right. (laughs) And so I think we need to remind ourselves that like, there should be a point to this, right? Like now if somebody just casually asks you, I think there are strategies for that. And I think it's keep it super fucking simple right just keep like one sentence right explain what you do in one sentence and that's it and then and then it goes away because there isn't really anything to be won or lost in that conversation that person probably just being nice they don't need to know with your loved ones very different story because they're watching you go through this emotional roller coaster they're watching you wear yourselves out or they're just not seeing you and they're wondering why and so for them i think it is important but again putting it into the context of what is it that you actually need to convey to them? Do so they need to understand what you're doing? And I loved I loved what you said about they need to understand why I'm doing it. Right, right, right. What I do, far less important. Why I continue to do this thing that makes no sense to you and pretty much everyone else that you know, give them a reason, right? Let them understand what that driving force that jumps you out of bed in the morning and makes you want to
1: go do this thing that makes no sense. Yeah, and, and I think on top of that, it is important, really important, to have people in your life that actually do understand what you do. Sure. But Ryan, this week alone, I probably had a dozen phone conversations, lengthy ones, with different founders who I had spoken to some last week from in a founder group, some not in a year. And every single time, I got the same feeling between us, which was, thank God someone understands what I'm actually talking about. Yeah. Right? So, for example... Uh, I had a couple of founders that we were working through some details in, in an exit strategy where they were selling their company. They quickly understood that this wasn't about just the economics or selling a company. It was right. about the emotion of what sure. they were going through, right? So I wasn't there as, as a CFO. I was there as somebody, as a founder, that actually understands yeah. the emotional pain that comes from selling a company. Yes, there's a, a financial gain to it. That's actually the easy part. The hard part is letting things go. The hard part is understanding whether this is the right time to make that call. The hard part is second-guessing yourself the entire time. And I think... Stiff-arming your Uncle Ernie when he comes looking for money. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I I guess what, what I think sometimes folks are looking for isn't necessarily a true understanding of what they do. Like, hey, I wish people understood that we help people start companies. I think founders... Are also looking for some appreciation for what they're going through. You know, and Ryan, sure. tell me if this makes sense. It kind of reminds me of women who have given childbirth. Like I was there. I get what childbirth is. I'm gonna
0: stand back while you finish this one. <laughs> you, you just you you, uh,
1: you know, I, I get it, but I didn't do it, right? And so yeah. when yeah. when my um when my wife talks about having given birth, yes, I give that a very special place in consideration. Yeah. Because I'm at least smart enough to know or empathetic enough to know that I don't get it the way she gets it. But when she talks about it, she kind of implicitly anticipates a bit of that empathy, right? Sure. You know, god that was painful. You know, you would have to know that. You'd have to understand that, right? And I'm like, "I do. I was sitting next to you both times when it happened, but it wasn't me." Right. Right? Right. And and I think as founders, the only way we're going to find people that can kind of give us the, the the kind of understanding that we're actually looking for is really other founders.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan on behalf of my partner, Will Schroeder, and all the Startups.com family thanking you for joining us. And we hope you'll continue to join us. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or wherever you love to listen to Startup Therapy. You can find all of our episodes at startups.com slash podcast. If you're looking for more amazing resources to launch or grow your startup, be sure to head to startups.com and check out Startups Unlimited. It's everything we have to offer, from our online university to our amazing community of experts and founders, and even all the tools we've built like BizPlan, Fundable, and LaunchRock. It's everything a founder needs. Visit startups.com slash begin That's startups.com slash B-E-G-I-N. You'll thank me later.